Episode 4, Nightmares and Sleep Paralysis. Hello, everybody. My name is Angelina Young, and this is Journey Through the Dreamscape. This is a place where we will dive into imagination, intuition, and dreams. My vision for this podcast is to occasionally bring some of you wonderful people on that would love to share your dreams with me and the listeners. I hope to help you develop the skills to decipher your dreams and apply it to waking life. Episodes where I don't bring a guest on, I will talk about different things I've learned through the week, ranging from consciousness, intuition, and the history of dreams. My goal is to raise awareness on the importance of dreams and help you build an understanding of yourself and the world around you. Episodes will be posted every Thursday, and for the layout of each episode, I will start by sharing a weekly book recommendation and a poem, then get into the topic of the week, and afterward, we'll end off with an oracle card drawing and a question I would like all of you to think about and ponder. So, if you're interested and curious about my thoughts, experiences, and other people's experiences, this is the place for that. I'm excited to see where this will lead all of us, and I hope you'll join me for the ride. So let's start off with this week's poem. This poem is called Shambles. Lightening the dark, darkening the light, hidden in shade, overlooking the invisible, because the visible is so easily found. Something is what is expected. Nothing is what births the explored. Searching with blinders isn't easy. It's a task that leads to unknown, for unknown is limitless. And the known has been explained numerous times. We must begin to shake the shambles that have been made before us by lightening the dark, by darkening the light. Oh, the missing truths that have been shaded, overlooked, and faded. Thank you. That was shambles. You can find that poem and many of my others on my website, angelinayoung.com, which will be in the description below. Okay, so for today, I will be taking up today's book recommendation time to talk about the book that I'm writing. If you don't know, I am writing a book about dreams. Not just one book, but two. The first book is a collection of dreams. It's like short stories that will have images and symbols from the dreams and divided by poetry. The other book is going to not be an interpretation guide so much, but more of my in-depth thought and guide to dreams and how you can figure out your dreams, start to lucid dream, just the whole shebang, pretty much. So focusing on the first book that I'm writing, As I said, it's a collection of dreams, kind of like short stories. They, all right, I write all my dreams down in my phone, in a journal. I voice memo them when I don't feel like writing them. This has been my selection over the years of my favorite dreams that I feel should be heard because they're very inspirational or just so, so interesting that they can't just stay stuck in a journal. They should be heard. And... I'm excited. I am excited. Okay, I just wanted to give an update on where I'm at. I can't give this update without mentioning this app that I found called Millinote. One of my favorite YouTubers, 
she mentioned this app and I was like, okay, I'm going to give this a try. And it is really good. And it's also very much free. I wanted to tell you this because if you're writing something or even if you just plan things out a lot or you like stuff organized, this is the app for you. Trust me. You can just drag in documents from, well, docs or anywhere else, PDFs, pictures. You can even put music, which I like to do so that I can be reminded of what I think of when I'm writing this book. It won't be included in the book, but it just gets me in the zone. So yeah, very helpful. Milanote. I will put that down in the description below. But since I found that, yes, it has been a lot easier to see the bigger picture of the book and keep track of every little thing that I'm doing instead of going back and forth out of different docs because I like to have each chapter and section separate. It's a whole process, but it's going really good now. Now I've had the time. I'm in a good place that I've been able to give the time to write it and also do this and do cool things. So that is exciting. It is going very good and I'm very excited. And I hope you're excited because if you're here, I would like to think that you might possibly like that book. Those books. Yes. So I will continue to update you and I'm very excited and I love what it's morphing into. That's today's little book recommendation time taken up by the book that I'm writing. And to follow all of that up, how exciting. Today we have our very first guest on Journey Through the Dreamscape. And we will be talking about nightmares, sleep paralysis, lucid dreaming, astral travel, and yes, death dreams. Also, I just want to apologize. When we did film this, I was very sick, which is hence why this episode was a week late. Bear with me. Bear with us. I was very sick and he was starting to get sick. So, yeah. Hang in there. There is still a lot of a lot of good dreams that were shared, a lot of interpretation finally on the show. And yeah, so if you want to hear about that, join us after the break. See you in a sec. have a very special, special guest, our first guest, and also my favorite, favorite person on this entire planet, my boyfriend, David Cockley. Hello, I'm David. <laughs> yes, yes you are. Mm-hmm. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about dreams, more specifically your dreams. My dreams. Yeah. So how do you dream? Not often. No. <laughs> no, you don't. Like once a month. Or if I'm lucky. Once a month. And it's usually like nightmares. But like I don't wake up screaming. They're just not good dreams. It was, like when I was younger, I would dream every day pretty much. And it was mostly like that. But I had... I like sometimes a decent dream. It wasn't ever like a super happy dream, but some dreams were just like weird and okay with it, like a fun way. Have you ever had sleep paralysis? Yeah, a lot when I was younger. Do you remember it? Yeah, 
almost every time, yeah. What, okay, how young do you, like, as the really... first one? Yeah. When I was, like, still in the crib. Oh, yeah? You remember that one? Yeah. How did that go? I just remember waking up conscious and seeing shadow, a shadow person staring at me. What did a shadow person look like? Do you remember? Or was it just, like, just a... Like a like a man that was just shadow, like there was no facial, fa- uh, facial features. Uh-huh. There were no facial features or skin or anything. It just looked like it was too dark in the room to like make any details out about them. But it was a shadowy figure. Did you have you always seen a shadowy figure like while you have sleep paralysis, or has it been different? No, it's always like a shadow man. It's not that different. I think I always see the same being. Do you think that it's, like, a way that you sleep, or do you think it's just random? Has it happened recently? Like... No. It stopped happening when I was in elementary school. Because it happened so many times, I stopped, like, being scared when it happened. And I would take a deep breath, because you, like, I, I don't know if this happens for most people, but for me, I just couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. And I felt the weight of gravity on a month. So I'd wake up and I couldn't breathe, and I couldn't move anything. So... I realized, like, if I just take a deep breath, like, if I do my best to take a deep breath, like, I really struggle to breathe, and I stay calm, mm-hmm. I just wake up, and it stops. Mm-hmm. I stopped having sleep paralysis after I stopped being scared of it. I, um, I actually watched a pretty cool little documentary, I don't remember the name of it, uh, about sleep paralysis, and it was, like, this guy interviewing a whole bunch of different people from different places of, like, having sleep paralysis and similarities and stuff, since it's not that, like, well-known or talked about amongst little people. Like, their actual encounters or situations or, like, whatever happened during it. And a lot of them saw the same figure. It was a shadowy person. Or someone with a fedora, which I thought was interesting. The hat man. Yeah. About that that's that's what they're talking about. Oh, I heard about that when people take too much Benadryl and they're ODing on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hat man. So people say that they see the hat man and they don't know what it is. Um, they say that they see hat man and like he looks like he's from the fifties or somewhere around that time. And some people believe it's a real person, that the shadowy figure is a real person in it's like a different dimension or just spirit world. So many different things. And I wish I remembered the name of that documentary because um, they there was there were some non-believers and like believers and then people that have had so much sleep paralysis that they started believing. It was just so many different views. I have had sleep paralysis a lot. Uh, back to back. I have never seen a figure, but I have had the the weight. It's happened like sleeping on my back or sleeping on my stomach. It doesn't matter. It could be any any position that I sleep in. It could happen. I've still had it sometimes, just not as often as I did at one point. But yeah, no figures for me. Just sounds like I hear footsteps. Mm-hmm. The first time was a little odd though, but were you super young? No, I, I mean, I was I was younger. I was in high school, out of middle school. Yeah. Yeah, that was when sleep paralysis started. I was in middle school, somewhere around there. Like the opposite of me, pretty much. Yeah, and it was like for, for months straight, like nonstop sleep paralysis. And then just like strange dreams after that. And every single time after sleep paralysis, I'd go into a lucid dream. And then I'd start being able to like, Go into a lucid dream if I wanted to at that point. 
I, but, I think that's new to me. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Before. I, um, I, I'd actually feared going to sleep sometimes. Well, not feared it. Fear is a really strong word. I, I just was like, ah, more like, ah, like, do I really have to like go through sleep paralysis for that? Like, I, I just, I just want to go to sleep. And nope, go to sleep. And honestly, I, my view of sleep paralysis, and while I think like, yes, sometimes you could be asleep and your, your body's falling asleep, but your brain's still awake. Yeah. But I also think sometimes there could be other elements, like spiritual elements. Um, and I know we differ on that. <laughs> we have different views of that. I, I very much believe in spirits and all that stuff. And from my experience, I, I do think some of the times there was different reasonings for it. And um, yeah, there is just like, sometimes I'd feel, I'd feel pressure. It'd feel like feet walking on me and I'd feel it moving. I'd hear footsteps from out the door and I couldn't move anything but my eyes. But the thing is, I wasn't scared during the sleep paralysis. I, I actually, the first thing I was shocked when it never happened. After that, I kind of was just like focused on my breathing. And I'll, I'll get out of this. If I can move my toes, focus on my toes. If I can move my toes, I'll get out of it. And it would. Um, sometimes it'd take like a minute. But like, I wasn't scared. Even hearing footsteps and stuff, it was just like, I'm not scared of this. I just want to go to sleep. Just let me be. And then I'd go into a dream. <laughs> I did, though. I'd go into a dream, and then I'd be like, wow, I'm dreaming now. Mm-hmm. Cool. So then I could go drive a car off a cliff. Because <laughs> that's what I wanted to do. Or just, like, fly or do random things. Yeah, that's how That's how I just started lucid dreaming. Like, man. I can never control most of, like, 99.9% of dreams. I can't control them like that. I have... Always remembered my dreams, even from when I was little. But controlling it was random at one point. Till I would say, I would say like I was able to lucid dream sometimes. But well, when I was younger, and it would usually be like focusing on what I wanted to dream on, and then I'd go into the dream and be like, oh yeah, I'm here. Okay, cool. But then after the sleep paralysis like series, I would just wake up in the dream. But sometimes it would just be too much to just be in a dream and be like, okay, like I could do whatever. I just rather have my mind yeah. kind of rolling, rolling dreams because uh, I do like that. I think I think the symbolism of not even messing with it mm-hmm. is important too. But off of the sleep paralysis, let's see. I've only had a couple of dreams where I'm like astral projecting, where I'm like looking over the world or like. So for the astral projection dreams, how did that one go? What was one that you remember? I think I've only had one for the astral projecting. Um, and I was conscious in my bed, and then I started floating up and up out of my room, like through the ceiling. Like almost, I was like made of air, I felt like. And in my head, I realized I'm dreaming. So then I thought, what would be the coolest thing to look at? while it's nighttime because my room looked the same like it looked like it would be if everybody's sleeping in it so the lights were off looked real everything looked super real i went and looked over san francisco because at the when i was a kid san francisco was my favorite city 
and I just wanted to see it, what it would look like from the sky at night. I was floating over it. So I looked at the Golden Gate Bridge and all the city lights way up above, like if I was at the same height as like a plane or a helicopter. Did you wake up after that? Or? Yeah, after a bit. I mean, I floated there and looked at it for a while, and then I just woke up when I felt like I was done. So you woke yourself up, or it just ended abruptly? I think I can't remember exactly, but I think it just ended. So abruptly. That's that's super interesting because some people try to work towards astral projection, and then others just happen to fall into it. Sometimes you don't even remember it. What about lucid dreams? Have you had any lucid dreams you remember? Yeah, there's only one for a lucid dream that I remember well. I know I've lucid dreamed multiple times, so I just have that feeling that I remember like loose bits of other dreams where I was controlling everything. But um, the one I remember the best from the beginning to the end was um, at the time when I was a little kid, I was reading, I used to read a lot, so I was reading a lot of uh, Percy Jackson books, and there's like eight or more of them. Uh huh. And I was reading a shit ton of that. So in my dream, I was getting jumped by like shadow demons. <laughs> <laughs> and they took my shoes and, and, and like ran off with my socks and shit. So I was just in my like underwear. Yes. Yeah, basically like, I don't really feel pain in my dreams, but I still feel the fear of like a fight or something. Mm-hmm. And then, so I remember I got jumped in my dream in, in like the park that was nearby. Um, my house at the time or my apartment at the time and after i got jumped and i got up off the ground and all my shit was taken i realized i was dreaming because shadow demons aren't real and all of a sudden that clicked in my head so i summoned uh percy jackson's riptide which is like his pen sword i summoned <laughs> his pen sword so when i click the the end of the ballpoint pen it turns into like a, a golden sword mm-hmm. and then um I wished, like, in my dream, I was like, oh, I want my pants and my clothes back. (laughs) So I magically got my clothes back, and then I started killing the shadow demons. Like, I found them, and then I killed them, all of them, and then I woke up. Nice. And then what did you do after you woke up? You just, like, went to school. (laughs) I probably walked, like, two miles to school, like, every morning. You were like, wow, that's cool. I want to do that again. Uh, I thought it was cool, yeah. I thought it was fun. I like how you mentioned the feeling, how you said you don't really feel pain. Yeah. It's interesting because not everybody realizes or thinks about how many senses can be in your dream. You could taste, touch, smell. Well, yeah, I can feel things when I grab them in my dreams. I just can't feel pain. Some people have dreams that, that can see. But their dreams could be just no visuals, and it could just be sounds. Or you can have... You've heard some of my dreams before, so like when I eat cheese in the dream, like I'll taste it. I have felt pain in my dreams, so that's just cool that you mentioned that. Um, I do. I felt pain in one dream. Yeah? Oh, you want to share that one? Yeah. It was the most, I think, traumatizing dream I ever had. I remember. I've never woken up from a dream crying or like screaming or nothing, but that dream I woke up crying a lot. So it started out with me working at like a little thrift shop or like a little clothing store or something with your mom. And I was like one of her employees there. Like it felt normal. And Isaac from Corner was there. 
And I think Danielle was also there. It felt real to me, like all my dreams do. I remember your mom was like, oh, it's cool. We were closing in the shop now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I need to go grab like a nice coffee for Angelina so I can surprise her with it whenever I go to see her after work. And then um, your mom was like, oh, that's cool. We got it. It's all good. You can go. So I walked out and I went down. So I was going to go across the street through an alleyway. And I went through the alleyway, but as soon as I was like walking through the middle of it, maybe, by surprise, like I didn't hear nothing. I heard his footsteps after he grabbed me, but a random dude put me in a headlock and put a gun to my head and then shot me in the ear. Like I couldn't fight. It was all so quick. Like usually my reflexes, I'm like a cat. I like when I see shadows on the sidewalk, I will like I, I will react to them. Oh so, yeah, so, I, I know that. So it was all like surprising to me. I was like, I would never let this happen, but it happened and it felt real. And when I got shot, different parts of my body started going numb at different times, and then I felt like a like a burning and stinging sensation that was like spreading through my neck and my head and my ear. Like I couldn't hear anymore. Mm-hmm. I went deaf. But I just heard like loud ringing. I was like, I don't know. I'll try to mimic it. I was like, Yee! like that. <laughs> so it was just loud ringing, and and um, I could feel thuds, like like uh, things. Like I could faintly hear things. I guess I'm stuck, but I could feel the impact of different sounds still. Anyways, I, I was like, I started going numb in different parts and then I couldn't walk as good as I could. So I ended up starting to crawl and then I crawled myself out of the alleyway, uh, sat myself up against a wall. And I think I pulled out a smoke because that's what I would do. If I was really done, I would just pull out my smoke because that's the last thing I want to do while I'm thinking about everything. And then um, as I was sitting against like this brick building or whatever, on the sidewalk, bleeding out, because I felt all the blood. I felt, like, cold, wetness, burning, stinging. I felt all of it. And there was, like, a line of police. There was, like, it was chaotic, chaotic. When I sat myself up against the brick wall, I saw, like, a line of police cars and, and police shooting at other people across. We were, like, I don't know, bad guys, maybe, like, criminals or some shit. I don't know. Like, it was a shootout between the cops and, and some other people. And so, and some buildings were on fire and stuff, so it was just all this, like, chaos in front of my eyes, right? And, and I was looking at all of it, just observing it, because I knew in my dream, it felt like my last moment, so I was like, well. And then as a, as my vision started fading a bit, like, everything became unfocused, kind of like lens blurring, mm-hmm. like, like, lens distortion. Yeah. Like, everything just started getting a little blurred, so I was looking at it, and when that started happening, all I could see were flashbacks, like real memories, and, and the flashbacks were real life, like from when I was a kid, or really like from a baby, like when I was a toddler. Even some memories that I had forgotten consciously, but in my dream, I was seeing them, and I knew they were all real memories. From when I was a baby, to a toddler, to elementary school, to middle school, like throughout the years, just a bunch of random memories of you, of old friends that I hadn't seen in years. A lot of different things, just uh, it was like a collage of memories just playing through my head. And I was looking at all of them, and then um, I started crying as I was looking at all of it. And then I thought of, I think my last thought before I woke up, before like it f- faded to darkness, was I, I couldn't even bring you the iced coffee. Mm-hmm. And it sucks that I couldn't say goodbye. And that made me cry, was uh, that I couldn't say goodbye to anybody, especially you. 
Oh, but... uh, that's why I woke you up when I had that dream. Yeah, I, I remember you were, you were crying. You were in tears. Yeah, and that's the only dream that has ever made me feel like that. And that's the only dream I've ever felt pain in. So. I remember your ear was hurting. I remember you saying your head hurt then. Yeah. That's also one of like the most vivid dreams that you've ever told me. Because the listeners don't know, but I, I share all my dreams with David. And since he dreams so sporadically, uh, I always ask, like, did you dream anything? Did you dream anything? He says, no. That one, he woke up in tears, like, crying, and was able to recall this dream fully. So, like, thinking about this dream, this one, this one you gave so much detail. Breaking it down, so you were working at a shop with my mom, and you went to go get iced coffee for me. These dream characters, even though it was me, sometimes they could be other parts of you. It could also be me, but there's different ways you can view and interpret dreams, especially symbolically. What something means to me might not mean the same to you. So as we go through this, like, just tell me what resonates, what doesn't. So you were working with my mom, going to go get me iced coffee. It's you taking charge or going through life and feeling like you have this control. Along the way, someone, a random, a random guy comes up from behind. That right away gives me like a loss of control, a fear of losing control, not being in control of your life or maybe, maybe a more specific aspect as we like dive further into this. Does that, does that make sense to you? Does that? Yeah. Okay. Um, so control and you get shot in the head, which. I in my right ear, pretty much right down the ear. So right in the ear, the side of the head. Mm-hmm. That is where we make our decisions, where we hear all of our senses. A lot of them are there. Our eyes, our ears, our smell, our taste. Losing all of that, just like in the snap. And you said you started to lose the function of your body, right? Mm, yeah. Everything started going numb and I couldn't control it. And you said that then you like laid or sat across or sat against a wall, just a random wall. Yeah, to the nearest one. I just crawled as soon as I could walk. And I just, the dude shoved me off of him and I like limped and then I lost control of my legs. So I fell and then I crawled. It was the side of a building or was it somewhere specific? Was it like an alley? Was it? I crawled out of the alley. You crawled out of the alley. Onto the street, like onto the sidewalk pretty much. So an alley to me. Uh, instantly, I think of danger. It could be danger. It could be like a bad alley. That's usually what I think of right away. Is that what do you think of when you think of an alley? Well, I think that alley was fucked up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so but it's just I don't know. I think of an alley like a passageway. It's just like I think of Batman and his parents getting shot. Okay, so perfect. Yeah, an alley being passageway. Like you, you losing control. Passageway. You get shot. You lose all your functions. And you said that you saw police and you saw what you said you heard stuff still going on. Gunshots? I didn't hear it. I just felt like the impacts of the sounds. I don't know. It's like thuds. Like if if a bomb went off underwater, Mm -hmm. that's how everything sounded to me because I lost my hearing after I got shot. And you said chaos, right? Yeah. Like everything was on fire. 
Mm. People are shooting at each other in the street. So this could also be your view on how life is or was at that point, or how it was in your childhood too. Because even though you had it um, as you were older, it could have been a reflection of that. And it could have been just everything that was happening at that time that was not in your control, just feeling like everything was chaotic. It could have also been your thoughts that you're just chaotic, that you couldn't manage or feel like you could manage. You also reflecting on life, it, I really believe that you saying that whole, how did you phrase it? You said you saw like your life flash. Yeah, I saw a lot of memories playing in my head so, super fast, just glimpses. So that right there could have also been if you were to have that happen in real life, if you were to actually die, that is... That's what I think happens as you're done. I think your brain plays flashbacks of all your memories. Yeah, I've heard about a lot. Like, I've seen it in movies. I've seen it. I've heard about it in books, read it just random places. Like, you just re-see everything that's happened in your life really quickly. So that could have also been your brain prepping you for that, like saying like, hey, you feel like you're not in control. You feel pretty down. Pick your head up. This is what could happen. Like if you like stay down, like you you just don't have the will. And hey, there is still something to do. This is not the path that you should be because you set a pathway too. The pathway is not that dark. I think it was kind of like a wake up call. Does that resonate with you? Yeah, I think so. Also, because after that, like, I wasn't obsessing over suicide as much, I guess. So, over death as much, in general. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty deep topic. <laughs> I, I don't know if you want to talk about that. I mean, we can. I mean, that's real. That's on here. Um, so, no. Yeah. But I do think that was, like, your, your wake-up call. And that's saying, like, hey, there's still stuff out there. And that's very real. And I also think that... You thinking at the end, like, I didn't get to get Angelina a coffee, or... It felt like I still had shit to do, pretty much. And that's what made me cry, because I, I just, I wanted to do more. I think that's you wanting to gain that control over your life. You still wanting to have that will to keep going. I think that was your dream. Fully combining all those thoughts in a way that you can actually feel, and it had to give you those senses of feeling pain to actually strike that into your brain and be like, hey... This is important. This is what you gotta listen to. This is this is important, and I think that's so interesting because that's what dreams that's what dreams are. They help us. Yeah, I really think that the subject of that was control and new beginning, like a new start on life. Now you view life. I think so too. What other dreams do you have? Some other nightmares or good dreams? Is there any that come to your mind that you can think of that? You remember pretty well. I remember this dream really well, and it stuck with me a lot better than most of my dreams. From when I was younger, um, it was a dream where I was running from a minotaur in a stone maze at nighttime. There was no roof over this uh, maze made out of stone walls, and the only light that I had were torches placed on the walls, so it was very dim, and I couldn't see that well. I had this overwhelming sense that something was going to get me, and I knew it was the Minotaur. Mm -hmm. So uh, I had to keep moving. I made a turn into a dead end, but there was a wooden cabin, so I thought maybe I'll try to find a spot in the wooden cabin. But as I looked around in the entrance uh, at the walls, it was very dimly lit inside, and I couldn't see that well, but I could make out, like, from the flickering of the fire, from the torch, I could make out, like, 
maybe a hundred faces that were skinned and stapled and nailed to the walls. And there were like splotches of dried blood on the walls too. So it's like that dark brown. And I remember just like staring at it all because I was so shocked. But as soon as I took that in Mm -hmm. and I stopped moving, I heard the Minotaur like make his way. Because he's a big, in my dream, he's like a seven foot fucking bull man. So he made his way over and I heard him right behind me. And as soon as I turned around and felt like I was about to get killed, I woke up. That, that was a lot. Um, were there any other details that you remember? Like anything about the Minotaur? Or... Like he had the red eyes, like stereotypical kind of Minotaur. Because I think, I think also maybe I dreamed the Minotaur because I was obsessed with Percy Jackson when I was little, like in elementary school. When I started reading more, uh-huh. I read like eight or more of like all of the Percy Jackson books. So I think, and, and the Minotaur's in there. It's one of the monsters. So some of the people that are listening right now are probably gonna be like, "What?" I have <laughs> never read or listened or watched Percy Jackson. Oh, uh, all the film like live action bullshit was ass. But the books, when I was a kid, I thought they were the best thing ever. I wanted nothing more than to be able to do cool shit like that. So they had minotaurs in there a lot? Not a lot. Just like, I think it was just like one one of the books. It was like one of the first monsters that Percy Jackson as a kid came across. So he fought, he fought the minotaur? I don't think he fought him. He just escaped him. Okay. I don't think like the, the dream is just from that. I think it's taking those symbols that you're like oh yeah this is like a monster from there and escaping i think that's you being in a chase dream because that's what this is it's a chase dream yeah. could be running from like a situation in life or emotion or just i felt like trying to get away from jason Voorhees or like alien or predator yeah so movies. it's like it's another it's a it's a fear-based dream it's a you were running from this, not even just physically, but like mentally running from something, which this Minotaur is a monster, red eyes, anger, mm-hmm. very, very strong emotion. Uh, a bull to me is like strong, could hurt me. Uh, I do think of red. I think of, um, what do you call them? The, um, the luchadores. Um, I think of that when I think of bulls. Right. So again, it's like avoiding this like situation and running. Right. You're you're trying to like overcome it, and you come across this cabin, which like a cabin to me, I think of comfy, but not everybody thinks that. It could also be like witch in the woods. I think that's more what I think of a cabin most of the time. Yeah. So. Like witchy kind of bad stuff happens in cabins in the woods. So working with that, and you're in a maze with torches. So torches are just lighting it. Yeah, very um, dim. Dim, so dark, not knowing what's ahead. Having these like random twists and turns that again can lead to anywhere, anywhere of like thoughts or real life, waking life situation. And you come to this witch in the wood cabin full of bases. Skin. Yeah, wow. which is how we present ourselves on our outside it's our it's our outer layer our outer layer so it could also be you running from your outer layer how people perceive you maybe you don't want to be consumed by these thoughts of how people perceive you does that make any sense to you does that resonate like you don't care 
or you're at the time that you dream this probably running from that. Does that make sense? Yeah, because I think everybody struggles. Um, insecurity. With insecurity. Yeah, I think there's just insecurity. Like, depending on your age, I think you just, you struggle with it to different degrees. You're like, wow! So I, that, that makes me excited when I, like... Because at that time, like, when I was younger, I got, I would get in a lot of fights. I just didn't get along with a lot of people. This is great. Um, I'm happy I figured this one out a little bit. But, yes, that is what I see. And I think it's also cool to, to look and, like, think back, like, how your mind actually symbolized it and what it pulled from, too, is you, like, pulled it from, like, Percy Jackson, but you also came to, like, a cabin in the woods and a maze with torches and dim. It's just so interesting because no one else will have that exact dream. No one else will think of those symbols the same. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's so unique when we, like, take a step back and look at these dreams. Yeah. Which I don't think we've talked about in this this podcast yet you and me do you do you take the time to analyze your dreams sometimes when it sticks with me i think about it but it's hard to make any meaning out of it for me so i just kind of sum it up as my brain talking to me and making up stories for me to go through do you um or like scenarios for me to live through because they all feel real when i'm having them why do you not want to analyze the smaller dreams um it's not even that I don't want to analyze it. I just, to me, I think my brain is just making up shit and just talking about random things. Would you ever make an effort to try to do that to like figure out your dreams more, figure out yourself? I mean, maybe, but I, I, maybe. What if I asked you to start analyzing them a little bit, just a little bit? Like how? Like um, even just if you remember bits and fractions of a dream. When you wake up to write it out or to like to make that conscious effort to do it to remember or to think about it i think about them go oh, write them down if it made you happy i guess <laughs> what if i said it would if you wrote them down this book why don't you write them for me i tell you i do write them yeah. down for okay, you but yeah, you know that i need you to consciously do it yourself because as i'm telling the listeners you need to make the conscious effort and then bits and pieces will start coming more and more. You'll start to remember. You have to make the conscious decision yourself Yeah. to do it. Would you Would you be willing to do to that? Me, yeah, but the thing is for you, like a lot of your dreams have meanings. And no, they really seem like they do. All dreams, I personally think, have meanings. You can okay. find the meanings. Oh, okay, that's true. But my thing, <laughs> <laughs> at least with me, I think for some people, they, their meanings really do have symbolic meanings for them. And for other things in life and just how uh, they perceive the world, like I think their dreams help them better understand themselves. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's just my brain's just talking about crazy shit to me. I'm going to say that we're so different, but I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad for your opposite view of things because... Yeah, there's some contrast, polarity, like everybody yeah. needs that in their life. Um, but that point that you just said made me think of like what I've read too and what I've looked into. Um, how just like our ancestors cared about our dreams. Like they looked at it and they focused at it for there would be somebody in a tribe or in the group 
could be old, could be just someone good with dreams, to interpret them, to look at them, to figure out, like, what am I going through today? Hunting or getting food or the weather, just, like, different things to get through life. And I think, sadly, we've lost that just from our Western view of things because there are still other places in the world that still hold that pretty tight and pretty true. The dreams are important. And I think just saying, like, it's just a dream mm-hmm. is, like, so, is so sad to me because they are so important. I, I don't think they are nonsense. I think that it's so much about you. Because even just hearing you say these dreams right now, yeah, there's just so much that you could take from that. But it's just, like, the will to actually want to take from that. And not just throwing it in a garbage bin. But I do have to ask, like, me analyzing it for you, does that help you a bit? Does that put it into perspective? Does that help you in any way? Like, do you do you go like, oh, that actually does make sense? Yeah, most of the time I think it makes sense. And um, it's nice to talk about it with someone, so, yeah. Yeah. Helps. It is nice to talk about it. I tell you about all my dreams. <laughs> every morning, you dream every night multiple dreams. I know. Um, David, David's very lucky. He gets to hear all the dreams, even the ones when I nap, and I go to sleep at night and I remember 10 dreams. Mm-hmm. So that is, that is that. Do you have any other dreams that you could remember? Yeah, I don't, the stream wasn't even bad, really. It was just, because I'm not trying to just like talk about all the shitty ones. Most of them are, but I've had like just weird dreams. They weren't necessarily shitty, they're just weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a dream where I was bouncing on giant floating flowers in the sky. <laughs> what? With, like, Mario. I was just gonna say that. Did I say that? I think you did, I but I kind of. I kind of don't remember it all the way, but I was gonna. When you just said bouncing on flowers, it was like Mario. Yeah, like giant, thick, fat flowers mm-hmm. that were floating in the sky. I couldn't even see the ground because we were so high up, but I was just bouncing on them. They were giant trampolines with Mario. Then I woke up. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. That's what I'm talking about. That's why I think a lot of dreams are just my brain talking about weird shit or making up weird things for me. I mean, I think you find joy in those games, too. Also, like... Uh, I'm like, dude, I'm addicted to video games. Like, they're meth. (laughs) <laughs> Dude, you can't you know. say that. I don't know. Why? <laughs> yeah, you can't. No, because I have to click a button. It's on Spotify. It's on, on Spotify. There's so many people that talk about trapping. I know, but I have to click a button if it says like sensitive content spoken about and thing. I guess it's sensitive. I mean, I told you the dream where I got shot in the head. I felt yeah. it. Okay, wait. Anyways, like, let me just. All right. So, um, no, like, dream. I still think that means something. Like, you're bouncing around on flowers like i know for a fact you just even said it you like video games also i okay with you as a guest today it is a little like i know you pretty well i know i know you like mario like you cut out little figures of mario when you were younger too so i think yeah i got in have a lot of action figures or nothing so i would take the printer paper and i would uh paper for a school mm-hmm. and I would do shitty drawings because I was never good at drawing. 
would do really shitty drawings of like Mario characters and color them in with crayons and then cut them out and use them as action figures. So exactly, like you saying this is a garbage dream, like you find joy in that. Like there's so much meaning you could find in that. But you just instantly were like, yeah, that's just a garbage dream. No, like you, there's a lot of elements, there's symbols. Like you look at Mario, even from when you were younger, that was like something you wanted. That was a toy, a game thing you wanted. And you still to this day play video games like fucking crazy. Uh-huh. Meaning, meaning, babe, meaning. But, um, okay. Huh. So. All right, guys, time for this week's card reading. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, um, yeah, I think, I think it might be that time, actually. I think that, uh, I think, I think, I think, I think that can wrap up today. I'm pretty satisfied. You share some pretty cool dreams. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool points of your life. Some little details from the Mario to the sleep paralysis to your inner demons. Um, <laughs> uh, you're trying to upload this podcast, right? David, please. This is my outro. So, uh, yeah. anyways, <laughs> thank you everybody for listening. Um, this is me, Angelina Young, with David Packlick. Also, again, just gonna say it again. Sorry for how I may sound. This week, I was very sick, and I'm still congested. Yeah, Yeah, I'm still sick, and I'm congested. But yeah, this is me, Angelina Young, and David Packlick. David, want to say any final words for today? Yeah, um, have a good night. See y'all next time. Listen to my podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, they're already listening. (laughs) Tune in for next week's episode. (laughs) Do you want to say it? Join us. Alright, join us for this Oracle card reading. It's going to be really cool and insightful. And um, if you're obsessed with dreams like my guys, then we're going to have a good time. We will see that out there. See ya. See ya. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) Alright. Hello! Okay, so we made it this far. You made it this far. We all made it this far. Now it's time for the Oracle and the question of the week. And again, another special thing. This week, we have, yes, another, another new set of cards, which is thank you to my very special, amazing, beautiful, lovely best friend, Sarah for getting me this oracle card deck for my birthday. She got me the Green Witches Oracle deck. And it is so beautiful. And I'm so excited to use it right here, right now, for all of you guys. So let me pull that card. Okay, so the card of this week is Fruit. It says Achievement and Success. The book says... Fruit is tangible, proof of an achievement. When we say that something has borne fruit, we mean it has been successful. 
In this way, the fruit card tells you that all your hard work has yielded a satisfying result or is about to produce a wonderful result. Be proud of your efforts. Producing something, a project, an object, a baby, takes time, energy, and attention. And sometimes, work can be invisible to others, happening behind the scenes or internally. The fruit of that labor, however, is proof that energy was invested. Recognize and honor it. Fruit also tells you that you can catch your breath for a bit. Celebrate your success. All right. Yeah, everybody, celebrate your success, even at big, small. If you're doing something, you're doing something, you know? A little bit of progress is some progress. It doesn't need to be dramatic, extreme, even just writing a little something down or doing that little break through the day or I don't know, whatever you do, the little bit counts. Notice it, look at it, appreciate it. You're doing good. And now, the last part, the question of the week. Let me think. What do I want all of you to think about for this week? All right, uh, I think I have one. Where are you putting all your time and effort to? And is it what you really want in life? Does it make you happy? Are you happy with where you're putting your energy? If that's a no, well then what can you do to change that? And if it's a yes, what's stopping you from going even further. Okay, yeah. And that wraps up this week's episode, episode four. Yeah, the first guest. Okay, so I just wanna say, I can't wait to see where this takes all of us. I can't wait to see where it leads us. I am excited and I am very super thankful for all of you guys for listening, for tuning in for hearing all of my chatter and yeah sticking around thank you so much i appreciate every single one of you so much and i cannot wait to see what the future holds if you found this episode or my previous ones insightful chances are someone else you know will think so too it'd be incredibly helpful and lovely if you shared this with them so that they can find something that possibly resonates with them too to hear more, please subscribe to my channel. To stay updated in between episodes or to contact me for episode ideas and feedback, please go to my website, angelinayoung.com, or follow my Instagram, which will be down below. I'm always excited and open to hearing how and what you've dreamed of. So please do not hesitate to reach out. Thank you, my beautiful dreamers. This was Angelina Young on Journey Through the Dreamscape. Tune in next week for episode five. Until then, see ya!